Hi, I'm Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Bible in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's voice and live life through the lens of Scripture. The Bible in a Year podcast is brought to you by Ascension. Using the Great Adventure Bible timeline, we'll read all the way from Genesis to Revelation, discovering how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. This is day eight, so let's get started. We are continuing to read Genesis, Genesis chapter 16 and chapter 17. We're also taking those next steps in the life of the tragic uh, suffering man, Job, reading Job chapter five and chapter six, and also continuing our reading of the wisdom literature by reading Proverbs chapter one, verses 20 through 33. As always, the translation that I'm using for these podcasts is Revised Standard Version, Catholic Edition. I'm using the Great Adventure Bible from Ascension. The Bible reading plan that we're following, you can follow as well by downloading your Catholic Bible in a Year reading plan by visiting ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year. You can also subscribe in the podcast app. Just click subscribe and these podcasts will pop up for the next 365 days. You can also sign up for our email list by texting the word Catholic Bible, all one word, Catholic Bible, to 33777. Without any further delay, let's get started cracking open the word of God and letting that shape the way that we think, we act, and we love. Once again, today we are reading from the book of Genesis chapter 16 and chapter 17. Let's get started. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, bore him no children. She had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar, and Sarai said to Abram, Behold now, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Go into my maid. It may be that I shall obtain children by her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. So after Abram had dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan, Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to Abram, her husband, as a wife. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, she looked with contempt on her mistress. And Sarai said to Abram, May the wrong done to me be on you. I gave my maid to your embrace, and when she saw that she had conceived, she looked on me with contempt. May the Lord judge between you and me. But Abram said to Sarai, Behold, your maid is in your power. Do to her as you please. Then Sarai dealt harshly with her, and she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur, and he said, Hagar, maid of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will so greatly multiply your descendants that they cannot be numbered for multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are with child and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against every man and every man's hand against him. And he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. So she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing. For she said, Have I really seen God and remained alive after seeing him? Therefore, the well was called Bir Lahai Roi, it lies between Kadesh and Bered. And Hagar bore Abram a son. And Abram called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. And I will make my covenant between me and you and will multiply you exceedingly. Then Abram fell on his face. And God said to him, Behold, my covenant is with you. You shall be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be Abram, but your name shall be Abraham. For I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. 
I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make nations of you, and kings shall come forth from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your descendants after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your descendants after you. And I will give to you and to your descendants after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. And God said to Abraham, As for you, you shall keep my covenant, you and your descendants after you throughout their generations. This is my covenant, which you shall keep between me and you and your descendants after you. Every male among you shall be circumcised. You shall be circumcised in the flesh of your foreskins, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and you. He that is eight days old among you shall be circumcised. Every male throughout your generations, whether born in your house or bought with your money from any foreigner who is not of your offspring, both he that is born in your house and he that is bought with your money shall be circumcised. So shall my covenant be in your flesh an everlasting covenant. Any uncircumcised male who is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin shall be cut off from his people. He has broken my covenant. And God said to Abraham, As for Sarai your wife, you shall not call her name Sarai, but Sarah shall be her name. I will bless her, and moreover I will give you a son by her. I will bless her, and she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of peoples shall come from her. Then Abraham fell on his face and laughed, and said to himself, Shall a child be born to a man who is a hundred years old? Shall Sarah, who is ninety years old, bear a child? And Abraham said to God, Oh, that Ishmael might live in your sight. God said, No, but Sarah, your wife, shall bear you a son, and you shall call his name Isaac. I will establish my covenant with him as an everlasting covenant for his descendants after him. As for Ishmael, I have heard you. Behold, I will bless him and make him fruitful and multiply him exceedingly. He shall be the father of twelve princes, and I will make him a great nation. But I will establish my covenant with Isaac, whom Sarah shall bear to you at this season next year. When he had finished talking with him, God went up from Abraham. Then Abraham took Ishmael his son and all the slaves born in his house or bought with his money, every male among the men of Abraham's house, and he circumcised the flesh of their foreskins that very day, as God had said to him. Abraham was ninety-nine years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, and Ishmael, his son, was thirteen years old when he was circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin. That very day, Abraham and his son Ishmael were circumcised, and all the men of his house, those born in the house and those bought with money from a foreigner, were circumcised with him. Job chapter 5 and chapter 6 The words of Eliphaz Call now, is there anyone who will answer you? To which of the holy ones will you turn? Surely vexation kills the fool and jealousy slays the simple. I have seen the fool taking root. But suddenly I cursed his dwelling. His sons are far from safety. They are crushed at the gate, and there is no one to deliver them. His harvest the hungry eat, and he takes it even out of thorns, and the thirsty pant after his wealth. For affliction does not come from the dust, nor does trouble sprout from the ground. But man is born to trouble as the sparks fly upward. As for me, I would seek God, and to God would I commit my cause, who does great things and unsearchable, marvelous things without number. He gives rain upon the earth and sends water upon the fields. He sets on high those who are lowly and those who mourn are lifted to safety. 
He frustrates the devices of the crafty so that their hands achieve no success. He takes the wise in their own craftiness, and the schemes of the wily are brought to a quick end. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grow up at noonday as in the night. But he saves the fatherless from their mouth, the needy from the hand of the mighty. So the poor have hope, and injustice shuts her mouth. Behold, happy is the man whom God reproves. Therefore despise not the chastening of the Almighty, for he wounds, but he binds up. He strikes, but his hands heal. He will deliver you from six troubles. In seven, there shall no evil touch you. In famine, he will redeem you from death and in war from the power of the sword. You shall be hidden from the scourge of the tongue and shall not fear destruction when it comes. At destruction and famine, you shall laugh. You shall not fear the beasts of the earth. For you shall be in league with the stones of the field and the beasts of the field shall be at peace with you. You shall know that your tent is safe and you shall inspect your fold and miss nothing. You shall know also that your descendants shall be many and your offspring as the grass of the earth. You shall come to your grave in ripe old age as a shock of grain comes up to the threshing floor in its season. Behold, this we have searched out. It is true. Hear and know it for your good. Then Job answered, Oh, that my vexation were weighed and all my calamity laid in the balances, for then it would be heavier than the sand of the sea. Therefore my words have been rash, for the arrows of the Almighty are in me. My spirit drinks their poison. The terrors of God are arrayed against me. Does the wild donkey bray when he has grass, or the ox low over his fodder? Can that which is tasteless be eaten without salt, or is there any taste in the slime of the purslane? My appetite refuses to touch them. They are as food that is loathsome to me. Oh, that I might have my request, and that God would grant my desire, that it would please God to crush me, that he would let loose his hand and cut me off. This would be my consolation. I would even exult in pain unsparing, for I have not denied the words of the Holy One. What is my strength that I should wait? And what is my end that I should be patient? Is my strength the strength of stones? Or is my flesh bronze? In truth, I have no help in me, and any resource is driven from me. He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brethren are treacherous as a torrent bed, as freshets that pass away, which are dark with ice and where snow hides itself. In time of heat, they disappear. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. The caravans turn aside from their course. They go up into the waste and perish. The caravans of Tema look. The travelers of Sheba hope. They are disappointed because they were confident. They come there and are confounded. Such you have now become to me. You see my calamity and are afraid. Have I said, make me a gift or... From your wealth offer a bribe for me, or deliver me from the adversary's hand, or rescue me from the hand of oppressors? Teach me, and I will be silent. Make me understand how I have erred, how forceful are honest words. But what does reproof from you reprove? Do you think that you can reprove words when the speech of a despairing man is wind? You would even cast lots over the fatherless and bargain over your friend. But now be pleased to look at me, for I will not lie to your face. Turn, I beg, let no wrong be done. Turn now, my vindication is at stake. Is there any wrong on my tongue? Cannot my taste discern calamity?
the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verses 20 through 33. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets she raises her voice. At the top of the walls she cries out. At the entrance of the gates she speaks. How long, O simple ones, will you love being simple? How long will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? Give heed to my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make my words known to you. Because I have called, and you refuse to listen, have stretched out my hand, and no one has heeded, and you have ignored all my counsel, and would have none of my reproof. I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when panic strikes you, when panic strikes you like a storm, and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you. Then they will call upon me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but will not find me, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel, and despised all my reproof. Therefore they shall eat the fruit of their way, and be sated with their own devices. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacence of fools destroys them. But he who listens to me will dwell secure, and will be at ease without dread of evil. Lord God, you are good. And we know that you love us. We know that we can trust you. We know that um, you reveal your heart to us in your word. And we thank you for revealing your heart to us. Thank you for your word. We ask that you please, um, in the midst of confusion, Lord, we ask that you give us your truth. In, In the midst of suffering, we sometimes don't want answers as much as we want you, Lord God. And so please just give us yourself. Give us your peace. And to all those who are suffering in this moment, and also all those who are suffering as they hear these words, your words proclaimed, Lord God, I ask that you please give them a confidence in you, give them, give them a trust in you, give them a faith in you, that above all things, you are faithful. Your love is unstoppable and your love is sufficient. You are good and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Wow. Um, Gosh, so here we have the couple of different stories, right? We were following Abram, now Abraham and Sarai, now Sarah, which is going to be, going to be way much more fun to say from now on, um, because I always think of Abraham, not just Abram, but yet, and, and Sarah, not just Sarai, because there's a difference, there's a change, right? There is a change between Abram and Abraham and Sarai and Sarah, uh, and that change is, makes up the, the bulk of their life, that here is Abram, who is walking in faith, and Sarai, who's walking in faith. But there is a change when they're brought into relationship, when they're brought into covenant with the Lord God. Um, And that sign of the covenant, obviously being circumcision. Why circumcision? And the answer is, I don't know. But um, what could it be? Well, in so many ways, what do we want to do with our lives? We want to control our lives. And in so many ways, what does God want to do with our lives? He wants to bless our lives. He wants to uh, let himself be the Lord. Uh, That means he has dominion. And so here's an story of Sarai and Abram and Hagar trying to take control of the situation. That here is God who has promised that from Abram or Abram would be a vast dynasty. And he's 100 years old. So that's not happening anytime soon, right? So how, why not take Hagar? It see, we see, though, that when we take measures into our own hands, nothing good comes of it. In the space of five verses, Sarai has the idea to hand over Hagar to her husband so she can be another wife to him. And like five verses later, she's yelling at him for doing what she told him to do. 
causes problems. And yet that sense of, okay, I'm going to place myself in your hands, Lord. That's what the sign of circumcision in so many ways is. It's that, it's that step of surrender. It's that step of saying, okay, Lord, I am no longer in control. So here's Abraham who gets circumcised at 100 years old and Ishmael, his son, who's circumcised at 13 years old and all the, the men in Abraham's, essentially in his posse, <laughs> in his family, whether they were raised in his family or whether they were purchased and they simply work for him. But that whole tribe essentially is now under the dominion of the Lord God. And that's one of the invitations that God has for us today as well, is to place ourselves under his dominion, even when we don't know what he's doing. And that's the story of Job, right? We have Eliphaz who says, okay, Job, here's the deal. We all know this. We all know that God only punishes people who have done something wrong. So just admit the fact that you've done something wrong and you can move on. And Job is like, I haven't, I don't know what it was. If I have done anything wrong, let God tell me. I would tell you this. And also, why aren't you better friends? <laughs> and that's the truth for us too, is so often we are not known, even by the ones who love us the most. Sometimes the people who love us the most understand us the least. And that's what's happening right now with Job and his friends. They have answers for him, but he doesn't want their answers. Um, he wants them in his grief. I think that's sometimes, again, the lesson that um, God is giving to us today as he speaks to us is sometimes the people in our lives don't need our answers as much as they just want us to be present. I think sometimes that's true when it comes to God too. I want God to give me an answer, but if I really think about it, maybe I just want God to be with me in my confusion and in my pain. That's what we're praying about this day. And that's what we'll be praying about as we continue to move forward with uh, our father in faith, Abraham, and his wife, Sarah, as well as uh, our friend and our brother, Job. We continue our prayer and we continue to pray with you. Also, please just know, please know that this is such a great opportunity to walk with you as we begin this year and any time of day, if you, any time of year, whenever you started listening to this Catholic Bible in a Year podcast, we're so grateful, um, so grateful. If you want to download your own Catholic Bible in a Year reading plan, you can visit ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a Year. Um, you can also subscribe in your podcast app so that you get the alert every time we have a new uh, podcast that comes up you will get the alert. And you can also sign up for our email list by texting the word Catholic Bible, all one word, Catholic Bible, to 33777. Again, I'm using uh, the Great Adventure Bible from Ascension. It's so helpful and so uh, such a such a great resource because it has the notes and it has the, the story, you know, that the narrative books, these 14 narrative books that we're following right now in the middle of Genesis, and also shows where those narrative books and the other books, like something like Job or Proverbs, also fits in. So if you want to check that out, you can as well. But I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much. I am praying for you. Please pray for me. My name is Father Mike. God bless. Mm -hmm.